Listeners, and welcome aboard Costume Station Zero. I'm Bob Mitch, and we're here with a very special Halloween episode. I'm here with a grand round table of awesome friends. Um, I'm just going to go around quickly. This is Kevin Kittredge. Hello. Ewan Anderson. Hey. Scott Sebring. <laughs> Hello. And Vicky Sebring. Howdy. That was, that was spooky, Hello. Scott. Yeah, that was spooky, Scott. Scared yes, there. he's wearing a goatee. Uh, so we're, we're Are you here. Mirror Scott from the Mirror Universe? <laughs> <laughs> no eyeliner. Uh, yeah. So just a guy to go see. Okay. No, wait, that's, the, that's, that's the tell. I, I thought the eyeliner was like the transporter malfunction, Kirk. It was. Oh, that is right, yes. And goatee with Spock. Yeah. 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 Well, almost the same thing. Anyways, this is the uh, Halloween episode uh, where we want to talk about uh, favorite Halloweens, Halloween costumes, and why cosplayers tend to slum it on Halloween. So, uh, yeah, we'll have some fun. Uh, All right, Halloween is roughly a week away. Um, First things first, guys, do we have any plans for Halloween? I actually don't. We used to have a Halloween party every year when we lived in the house in North Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, those were fun. It was like five of us that lived there, so we all really pitched in. But um, it was mostly Rick and and Ray. But uh, yeah, it's just just not happening this year. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might just uh, head down to Hollywood or to Santa Monica Boulevard and in West Hollywood, the West Hollywood Parade. <laughs> it's there's a lot of people there. It's crazy, but it's, but I like it. I I dig it. I think it's a lot of fun. For those in California or Southern California, it does become the go-to event if you got nothing else going on. Though it is a lot to brave. I've only done it once, and I don't think I could do it again. You got to park far away. I mean, driving there is just ridiculous. Yeah, they they shut that whole thing down. Yeah, totally. It sure is different. It is different. There's a lot of it's 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 West Hollywood. I, I, I went <laughs> it's there. Very it's in the title. I went there once, just once. But it's thousands of people really there just to have a lot of fun, and I think I love I love the atmosphere. It's very Mardi Gras. Yeah. Very Mardi yes. Gras. I've never been to Mardi Gras, yeah. but that's mm-hmm. my that's my. I think you're on it. Um, not to say there is a shortage of other Halloween events and, and screenings and, and many parties going on, uh, but. You're right. That is sort of the big, the big go-to. Ewan, uh, God, I really don't have any plans for Halloween evening, uh, so I might wind up doing the exact same thing. Um, the weekend before, I have a couple of Halloween parties that I'm hoping to hit, and a non-Halloween party on the same night, which I'll probably just go to in costume. Very smart. Very yeah. smart. Are Are you going to be wearing the same costume to all of these parties? Uh, probably. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. You want to tell us what that is? No, I'm acting quiet. Oh, thank you. Oh. <laughs> um, I had the same problem that I'm sure all of you guys have where, you know, you're like, hey, it's Halloween. I could use one of the many costumes that I wear during the year. And then every year, it's always like, oh, who are you? You're that guy from The Thing. Okay, I don't watch that show. I don't know what you're talking about. So this year, I put together a populist Halloween costume. Ah. <laughs> Halloween. I'm going to be Rick Grimes from The Walking Dead. Uh -huh. okay. um, I don't know who that is. <laughs> see, Fail. if I was like fourth guy from the left in like a Doctor Who serial, you'd be, you'd be right there. <laughs> I don't know who that is. So, no, yeah, but this is, this I'm playing to a different audience left, here. Uh -huh. I, I'm sorry, if you're fourth guy from the left in a Batman episode, he'd be all over it. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Yeah, so I'm yeah, like trying to play to the audience a bit more than I have done in past years. Fair enough. Good, smart. Good, smart move. Scott? Actually, uh, Halloween evening, we'd be doing something very boring, but fun. I'm, I'm actually uh, just going to have dinner with a friend from out of town. Yep. So that that's really it. It's not really a costume. A spooky thing friend from out of town? Actually, Robin. <laughs> from Transylvania? <laughs> actually, my buddy Alex, uh, who lives out in Nashville, who usually has been Robin, Robin at Comic-Cons for us for years and so forth, uh, is coming into town. Uh, and anyway, we're just getting together for some dinner while he's in town. And, awesome. You know, we'll probably talk about costume stuff. <laughs> you guys uh, should do it in costume. Ah, well, actually, considering you'll probably be picking me up from work, and I was planning on wearing my novice hame to work, I will probably still be so with yeah. my cat face. You're wearing novice hame. Where do you work? I work at a medical office. Are they going to know? Are they going? They're not. Are they going to have any idea? Well, I guess. Okay. Well, you're a nurse, so that works. Uh, novice hame is a nurse, so that. Uh, well, kind of. <laughs> last year I came as Tigger. I, I don't think they'll be surprised. <laughs> nice. That's actually one of my favorite parts of Halloween in America is when you're driving to work and you look at the car next to you and like somebody has like the most ridiculous costume on. And they have like their face like whited out. They're a vampire and they're just in traffic. They're like. <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair though, in LA, that's about to say the three most. Three months out of <laughs> I, I think one of the more surreal moments I've had uh, was being dressed up as Batman, driving my car. And looking over the car next to me, it was Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Too bad I wasn't a joker. You could have chased him. <laughs> uh, the only story I have like that is uh, about 10, 12 years ago, I was uh, driving around to some... Oh, I was driving from a Halloween party, dressed as Zorro. You know, kind of the... We can get into Halloween and the evolution of Halloween later. But basically, it was my... I'm really proud of this Zorro costume at the time. <laughs> And I do remember driving somewhere around Santa Monica, and uh, there were a bunch of uh, transvestites who were all like, hey, Zorro, come out, have a party with us. And I'm like, I just want to die. That was, uh, that, that, yeah, that was that was. Fun. Thank you. I am okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I actually did go to a Halloween party last night. I was surprised because it is a little bit earlier, but... Mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how many people were going to be dressed up, so I just, I really half-assed it, almost literally, because I, I, I wore the, the top of the Greatest American Hero nice. costume and the, and the cape. I saw the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, was, I was really disappointed in myself, because a lot of people really did dress up. A lot of Heisenbergs from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. yeah there were a lot of those. two Heisenbergs at that party, but they were good. It was fun. Mm -hmm. I got two Heisenbergs and an American Hero and <laughs> one Doctor Who. <laughs> Nice. There was a, a really creative fellow who was the Macho Man Randy Savage, but he was in all green and he had fish fish stickers and what have you. He was the Aquaman Randy Savage. Oh. <laughs> it was great. Wow. Well, at least he wasn't man from Atlantis. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
Well, there is the um, bowling. And yes, I'm sorry. And for those listening, uh, we will be doing a special mini uh, party Sunday, the 28th, uh, with Doctor Who Bowling. Uh, which is actually part of a, a secret fan film shoot for our Big Lebowski Doctor Who mashup fan well, film. That's not very secret, now. The bottom line is every listener should be extremely excited and have your hopes w- to the roof because it's going to be amazing, the best thing you've ever seen in your life. Get pumped. That's not going to work. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you didn't like Matchamine Randy Savage? What? Like, Why would you yeah. say such a thing? <laughs> Why would anybody say such horrible words? Uh, like doing a, a trying to get people excited in the manner of Major Man Randy Savage. You want a little excitement? <laughs> oh yeah, Doctor Who bowling. <laughs> Is that what you're looking for? That was oh bringing the madness to the bowling alley. Dig it. Oh boy. <laughs> Can we do Major Man Randy Savage bowling next? Oh my god. <laughs> Everybody brings a feather boa. Yes. Wow. <laughs> Oh, but Savage did not often wear the boa. <laughs> no, that was okay, me, brother! Okay, we'll do Jesse Ventura bowling. Okay, well, there you go. Can I do Ultimate Warrior bowling? That would be amazing! <laughs> How about Ninja Warrior bowling? Also ninja good. bowling period is pretty cool. You get a ninja in there. Yeah. But no, it's going to be Dr. Who centric. Would you even see him bowl? Just the blur. Just the eyes. We'd hand that one to Rick, of course. Rick is our, <laughs> Rick is our resident ninja expert. Yeah, yeah. no, I, the actual night, I have no, I have no plans. I, I, Halloween's become almost a non-event, which is strange because when people ask me about it, they assume Halloween must be like my favorite crazy holiday over everything in the year because I'm into costuming. And that's what I think is so strange about Halloween is that to me it's not, and it must be from, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you the Tom Baker story here. Um, maybe this tainted it, I don't know. But when I was at a Halloween party in 2004, I'd first put together my Tom Baker, and I, and I made the mistake of just going to a generic party. This was where I learned the lesson, know your venue. Because I showed up as Tom Baker, and okay, granted, it's not as awesome as my Tom Baker now, but look, you knew it was Tom Baker, okay? And I show up, and it was 50 people, 40 people, nobody knew who I was. And what did I get? I got a lot of people coming up to me and saying, like, wow, East Coast English professor, right? And I'm like, what? Because of the scarf. And what's my temporary hat? It's an Indiana Jones hat. So what else do I get? I get, oh, you're Indiana Jones's retarded brother. And... You know, I didn't even know he had one. Yeah, it, it really it hurts the ego a little bit. That, and I thought, come on, because this crowd was about my age, maybe a little older. I figure some people remembered PBS, all right? Apparently not. So uh, the only thing I got was there was one guy there from New Zealand. And he was like, oh, I don't know Doctor Who or whatever. And I'm like, this guy's, this guy's lying. This guy's totally <laughs> lying. And he confronted me later on the balcony when we were alone and said, actually, I, I do like Doctor Who, uh, but you know, John Pertwee was really my favorite. Tom Baker was, uh, and I just, and he walked away, and I thought, this guy, now keep in mind, this is a year before the show came back. This was where Doctor Who was at. He couldn't admit publicly to people who didn't know the show that he knew the character. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, I quickly learned that, uh, yeah, Halloween kind of sucks, and I don't really want to. Well, I think it. it's terrible that this whole, the rest of your life so far has been <laughs> scarred by this event simply because you went to a party. Filled with assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them were my friends, actually. But beyond that, yeah. <laughs> well, I can tell you, like, things have not improved that much since the show came back. Um, <laughs> two years ago, uh, I went as the 11th Doctor mm-hmm. um, to a, like, really huge kind of, like, Halloween street party that somebody was having in Echo Park. 
Um, uh, I was the 11th Doctor, my wife was a weeping angel, and all night everybody was like, Oh my god, you're a statue! That's incredible! That's such a cool costume! <laughs> and you are the PC from the PC and Oh no! It's like, wow. no. And I think I've told the story on like four of these podcasts, but like one guy was like, It never oh, gets oh, old. Oh, you, you're, you're the rogue scholar. And I was yes. like, Who's the rogue scholar? <laughs> like the rogue scholar. The rogue scholar. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's like there, one guy. I like, love this. My cereals. teaching methods are completely <laughs> unorthodox. <laughs> so, so yeah. I mean, I, I would imagine that in the last kind of couple of years, like um, I, you know, I just for want of a better costume, kind of like wore it to uh, Santa Monica Street Fair uh, last year for Halloween. Mm-hmm. And like one or two people actually knew who I was. Mm-hmm. But again, it wasn't nearly as exciting. I mean. As, like, I, I have to admit, I've never done a Doctor Who character for Halloween. Uh, Bad choice. But, well, for, but, for, for but I think, <laughs> but like last year, uh, our friend Wally had a really nice uh, Halloween party that he that he put on, and uh, I showed up as an Osmond. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not even Donnie. No. no, no. <laughs> Not even Marie. I went as Meryl. Who wow. the hell remembers? <laughs> Did you sing Crazy Horses? I wish I did. That would have been incredible. As a matter of fact, the funny thing was is that the suit, the reason I had is because I actually own the suit that Meryl wore Mm. on top of the pops when they performed Crazy Horses. Uh, So it was like, okay, I'm not going to wear this at Comic-Con. you did the the last thing? Of course. Yes. Mm. And uh, and I had my big 70s brown hair wig. You know, people were kind of going like, kind of Elvis? Are you kind (laughs) of Elvis-y kind of thing? Uh, but no, it was just my own little inside joke, and also a lot of the friends at the at the party knew I had that costume and everything, and uh, so that was fun. But uh, actually, earlier in that night, you I showed up as the, I, went, I showed up as the Red Skull, but the the heat of the uh, mask and everything like that was just too much for me. I was Red Skull in a big kind of a big black, uh, I guess I would say Hydra suit, but it's more of a big Nazi Gestapo jacket, mm-hmm. and I was carrying a Captain America shield. Nice. <laughs> like it, it just beat it out of him or something. Nice. And I don't usually do villains, so that was that was a bit of fun. Well, that do, that Osmond is is a very bold choice. I mean, <laughs> I I would not no, wear it in Santa Monica. I, 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 this, <laughs> this just comes upon the fact that we have extremely deep cosplay closets. <laughs> guys, guys, I, I acknowledge the existence of other Osmonds. I just don't know <laughs> any of their names. Can we please do an Osmonds group for Comic-Con next I year? Okay. You know, we can make that happen. The funny thing is, I, the it would be the I've, most terrifying. I've got, I've got about four of the original suits. Uh, it just was a one really tall Osmond? <laughs> wow. Regretfully, no. Uh, but... Uh, no, if actually. You don't, if you don't mind singing soprano, we could probably shove you in one. Ooh. <laughs> okay. If we had a group of us as the Osmonds anywhere we went, I think you know we'd have to get the, the some teeth, some really <laughs> oh, big white teeth. Yes. And never absolutely. stop smiling. Absolutely. But, <laughs> but they would get it. Yeah. The Osmonds, Osmonds have about six more teeth than the average human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of uh, the Osmonds, one more. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you said somebody said they wore something that at Santa Monica again two years ago. The last time I was at Santa Monica on Halloween, I saw a gal dressed as a TARDIS. Hey. This is great, and that was two years ago. I know people have been doing it a lot in the last year, and maybe maybe two years ago. But uh, now would be a better time to try a TARDIS or Doctor, certainly than. But know, I, I saw her. I was like, "Holy cow! You're the TARDIS." She was like, "Nobody else knows what I am." <laughs> you just totally made her night. I did. Uh, she she even had uh, 
a TARDIS keychain. Did you tell her nice. I've got a buddy at another party? Nobody knows he's a doctor. You two ought to get together. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the only time we went to Santa Monica, I made that little girl cry. Yes, you did. You what were you? I was dressed up as Wonder Woman. She just punched her. <laughs> I was dry as Wonder Woman. I was dressed up as Wonder Woman, and there was this little girl, probably about five years old, maybe six. Five tops. Uh, dressed up as Supergirl. And she saw me, and of course she just ran at me, and I got down on my knees next to her, and I, we posed for some photos, and you know, she's all smiles and happy. She's with Wonder Woman, and... Mm-hmm. Her mom's like, okay, we gotta go. And so, when, and so she's like, okay, bye, mom. Oh. <laughs> she was quite happy for her well, folks to go and just leave her with me. And they literally had to pull her away from me, wow. crying. And Quote, unquote, when the girl was standing there with Vicky the entire time while cameras are flying, she's like, I found Wonder Woman. I found Wonder Woman. I found Wonder Woman. No, I'm here with Wonder Woman. I'm not here with Wonder Woman. But bye, mom. You can go. No, I'm going to stay here with Wonder Woman. It was, it was nonstop. And then they took her and she was She went from abject joy oh. to abject heartbreak. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, one of the things I think is just kind of, I mean, you might be getting into the subject in a different end, but I mean, I just found for myself uh, that Halloween was my time of year to kind of put together the costumes before I start doing conventions or anything like that. Yeah. That was like, that was the thing I did look forward Mm to. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, where the shift came for me uh, is actually, just for me in the general circles I'm in or whatever, uh, was a lack of venues that was open for, like, full-blown costumes. I mean, I didn't have a lot of friends, apparently, who were doing these parties, you know, that, that I hear about. Thanks, guys. No. I have invited you, I assure you. I know I invited you. <laughs> but uh, Both of you. But it's just like, look, I can't go to Disneyland in full costume. You can't go to a park or anything like that. Uh, I did the West Hollywood thing, and it was not exactly the atmosphere I wanted to. But then again... Going to like a bar where they might end up having it. When you get into these costumes that start getting into the price range, mm. yeah, and yeah. so forth. Last thing you want is a beer dumped on you or something. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's a much more belligerent kind of atmosphere than what you usually run into on the con floor. Sure. So that's just that kind of thing. I kind of true. I try to shy away from our friend uh, Sam actually, who's has a number of lovely cosplay outfits. Actually, lent was it his Captain America? He was telling us he lent. Oh one, gosh, yeah. He lent one of his outfits to a friend of his to wear to a party for Halloween, mm-hmm. and of course the guy got super drunk and threw up all over it. Oh man! You know, so that's the point where you're kind of like, do I really want to bring out my, you know, Halloween's your sort A of, game? Yeah, yeah, Halloween's sort of the slum at time. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like, uh, <coughs> well, yeah, exactly. That, I mean, that's we've said this. I'm saying it officially. I really think that for once you reach a certain level, or certainly among us, Halloween is the time you slum it. It's as you said, Kevin, you half ass it. It's like, eh, well, throw, I, throw it I, together, you know. If I would have known that more people were dressed up, I would have totally. I would have. I would actually would have. I would have been savage again. I would have done the, mm-hmm. the Macho Man costume. But mm-hmm. I um I really like a good Halloween party. But yeah, if there's if there's nothing happening, it's very disappointing. You, I don't know. I think the other thing that could happen with some of these parties, or I started thinking about like some of the costumes I have done in the past eight or whatever Halloweens, if I dressed up for Halloween, have been like the things like I, I wouldn't wear that on the con floor. Hmm. This is one like I've I've had or whatever. When are you going to bust out the Osmond suit? You know, when, when are you going to bust <laughs> out some of these other things, or when you just want to just do something, slap it together, and just for fun, fun as opposed to. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna be up there with the rest of my friends. I gotta look good here for this. Yeah, you know, if if somebody was gonna be putting together like a really 
kind of higher end or or more type of event for Halloween. We're like, we're really doing the costume type thing here. And you know, some of your buddies from Gallifrey and Comic-Con and some of those folks are going to be coming in. If I knew that was going to be there, then I would be busting out the other kind of things because that's, once again, knowing your venue. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it is kind of neat just to, like I said, throw something a little different together that you don't have to spend months putting together. Yeah. I've been secretly having a lot of fun uh, putting together my Halloween costume on the cheap. And knowing full well that the screen accurate like hat and no. shirt and pants and things they've been discovered and they are the high price items and I'm like I'm not going to spend two hundred dollars on that Stetson I'm going to get the thirty dollar one <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so <laughs> wrong <laughs> I'm so wicked so I wicked know, oh my god I'm so bad I mean yeah on the yeah. other hand as like Helen so parties. Uh, no one's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care at all. Right. <laughs> at all. I mean, like I was even like I, I I got the shirt first and I was wearing it with my Eleven uh, Doctor Stetson and uh, my wife's like, oh that looks great and I was like, yeah I'm waiting on the the right color Stetson coming in. She's like, nobody will even know. Yeah. Nobody will even notice that your Stetson is a different color. You're wearing a hat. That's what people are gonna be looking for. <laughs> and actually, I just realized I was trying to think about like some of the other uh, Halloweens in recent years. Like, when have I gotten dressed for Halloween? Like, ah. Uh, Ability First, which is a, um, a center that deals with uh, handicapped handicapped children and adults, uh, often with uh, behavioral disorders and autism and that sort of thing. Uh, they would do these Halloween events uh, for their what we call their customers. And uh, anyway, Vicky and I had been invited to them a couple of years in a row to come out as uh, Batman, Catwoman, and actually spend their Halloween party being out there with them. And that's been an absolute kick when we've done those. And that's then, awesome. Yeah. yeah that's so uh, I'll probably do do one of those again sometime in the near future. And but. I know I say it to anyone who I think will listen or care, but your Batman is so awesome <laughs> it hurts me. <laughs> it's just like, oh my god, there he is! It's Batman. I love it. I I heaps of praise to Scott Sebring. The way you do well, the, it, the, it, the, it, the, it, it, you know, Kevin, <laughs> it, it's hard for me to hear all this because I'm so humble. <laughs> I, it was really fun to see you at uh, run into you at Comic Con when you were when you were Adam West running around Batman looking for the Batmobile, looking for the Batmobile, oh, yeah. and I was able to give Batman directions to the Batmobile <laughs> and uh, kind of talk to each other about how we were going to see each other. But people were coming up, so I, I had to address to you as Batman. So I'll see you later, Batman. <laughs> it was great. As we record, this, Scott is actually wearing a Batman 45th anniversary T-shirt uh, right now. I just want to point that out. Mm. And I'm blushing. <laughs> I will say too, I'm glad to hear these valid excuses for not dressing up at Halloween because it makes sense. You don't want it to get you know something that you've really put a lot into to get screwed up, to get beer on it, to go to a party where people will disrespect it. Because I always, when Bob brought up the idea, he was like, "Why don't people dress up on Halloween as much?" I was like, why don't they? Why are they too good for Halloween? <laughs> and all I could think of is back in high school. Um, oh, boy. My friends, uh, a couple of friends, like my friend Jake, especially. My, my friend Jake and I, uh, into Metallica. St I'm still big into Metallica. But uh, back then, you know, the long hair or whatever. And, um, no shame. No sh Well, nothing to be shamed about. <laughs> Metal, my friend. <laughs> and um, so every year the, the school does like like a week of crazy things to dress up on and every year it's eventually metal day 
on a Thursday or Friday. It's metal day. And that's the one day of the year where we would dress in a sweater and a tie and we'd say, screw you guys. You don't tell me how I'm going to wear. I'm not following your rules. Metal day is whatever I say it is. And I thought maybe that was kind of what you guys were thinking. Maybe I thought you guys were a little... Uh, no, it was. Oh. I mean, I, I remember the first year. I remember the first year that I had my bat suit put together. My first Comic Con doing the costumer cosplay thing, and that was you know, like Vicky and I were looking for the Halloween. Like this is the first time we got Halloween, we got really good costumes. You know, we got really. Good. Where can we go? Where can we go? You know, look up. There was like no place to go. It was like nowhere that you really could go. And that's when we went to the West Hollywood thing, and it was like, oh boy, that was it an experience. Yeah, yeah, that, that, cry. yeah. Well, it made a little bit of car, but it was just like one of the things where I came out and I knew I had to take about five showers afterwards. I felt, <laughs> you know, so wrong. Only five. <laughs> oh, tell you, you know. So, so I'll tell you, going as Wonder Woman and Batman out there, it it attracted a certain amount of attention. That I just, I'm sure it got a lot. <laughs> some yeah. areas I was not Maybe comfortable not with. Most, most <laughs> PC. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, heaven, heaven help us if we had brought a Robin. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that actually reminded me, uh, Kevin. Um, I remember it was right around Halloween. This is uh, 96, I want to say, 95. And, uh, you know, Simon and Justin got the bright idea. They wanted to go to a goth club. Oh, what my did, God. What did they decide to do? I can't imagine Justin at a goth club. That is pretty funny. I don't really know where the thought came from. It was, this is our one and only Was time. this in L.A.? Yeah. yeah okay. This was, yeah, that's, hey, was, we were all out here. And uh, so what was the plan? Well, I... Just decided, well, I've got nothing goth. I wasn't heavy into costume I mean, kind of, but not really. You went to. So, of course I went to. I'm telling you the story, aren't I? I mean, well played. Long black scarf, black jacket, black hat. Love it. I should have done that. And a Hawaiian shirt. <sighs> no, actually, I was a Hawaiian Viking the previous Halloween, but that's another story. Uh, what happened was, I decided to blend in, so I just wore a black t-shirt and black slacks. That's all I had. I was a poor college student. So that's what I did. What do Simon and Justin do, though, to be different? Exactly what you did, Kevin. They put on a preppy sweater and collared <laughs> shirt and all these like bright reds and yellows and dockers. And they said, We'll be preppies when we go there. And I just was like, I'm not going to know them. I'm going to clearly, well, now not, I, clearly now. not Justin's idea. <laughs> well, so what happened? Did the goss like look at them? And yeah, well, when we got in, I was, uh, there were the people that were like the crazy goss, and then there were the people that were like Victorian goths. And I liked the Victorian guys, they were kind of cool. Uh, pre steampunk. Yeah, free steampunk. <laughs> and what happened was that I remember, you know, keep in mind there was alcohol fl flowing that night. Um, what I remember was that basically, uh, as usual with Simon, when he would do these things, there's a whole story I should say about Comic-Con 2002, remind me. But he, uh, <laughs> he, he, he always sort of went for the joke. So this was his joke at a goth club. But most people aren't in Simon's head to get the joke. So when people are criticizing him or ignoring him because he's not fitting in and being cool and gothy, you know, he just kind of gets all, and, you know, <laughs> gets kind of dopey and wants to go away. Justin, on the other hand, got hit on a lot by a lot of goth girls, so I was jealous about that. I was like, hey, that, you know, I missed the boat on that one. But uh, Comic-Con 2002. Comic-Con 2002. Oh, okay. Well, let's go right to that then. All right. I, I was, well, first uh, of all, that goth story is awesome. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, so I thought you'd want to hear that. It's very Andy Kaufman. Right. I thought you'd <laughs> want to hear that since, you know, you you know, you know, obviously did the same thing, that's what I'm saying. So, all right, so Comic-Con 2002. 
This was the first time I dressed up as uh, a character at a convention, pretty much. I, I consider that my first real cosplay convention thing, which was The Greatest American Hero, a character near and dear to my heart, as well as Kevin Kittredge's here. So uh, I did that. Now, here's what Simon's bright plan was, because he didn't have a costume, but he wanted to have fun. He's like, oh, you're doing a costume? I want to do a costume. And I said, okay, well, all I had in my arsenal at that point, beyond The Greatest American Hero, was uh, Zorro, which I think I've talked about wearing before, and I had this thing called Captain Uniquity, which was just a sort of a tricked-out Superman costume that was bought from a bag, but a lot of modifications, you know, definitely very modified. So what did he do? I said, pick one. And he just grabbed his favorite stuff, from each costume and mashed it together. So he has like the Zorro mask, the Zorro hat, the Zorro gloves, the Union Jack flag on his back, um, the Superman boots, the Superman belt, but then his street clothes, a button down shirt and jeans. And he's walking around me like, hey, I'm going to stop crime. And when I kept asking his name, he kept changing it and he finally settled on uh, Hodgepodge. So he would introduce himself to people as, I'm Hodgepodge. And, again, he thought everyone would love the joke, that he's this crazy character he just made up. But, of course, nobody gets the joke. Nobody knows Simon like I do. So what happens? Same thing. About two hours into it, after he gets a photo with Lou Ferrigno and he even does some interview for some little uh, local paper as, I'm Hodgepodge. It's H-O-D-G-E. P-O-D-G-E. Yeah. Uh, He went, oh, nobody cares. And he took everything off except for the cape. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and walks around with just the cape on. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you had to know him. <laughs> That's all I can say. That's this so is him. the same man who decided to go out and fight crime. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then when he couldn't find any crime to fight, he decided he'd mug the next person who came along. <laughs> That's an amazing story. It is an amazing story. The the Yeah, uh, for, for those who don't know Simon, a big comic book fan. Actually, you know, his top three costumes he always wanted to do. And one day... To honor Simon, we should all do the Simon group, which is uh, Dr. Fate, mm-hmm. Our Man, and the Badger. Anyways, uh, yeah, so he lived in Edina. This is before I knew him, uh, Minnesota. And Edina, by the way, is, is a very rich safe, rich and safe neighborhood. So he decides, uh, oh, I'm going to go out and be a superhero. And he got, called himself the Zapper. And he put on these heavy uh, like lead gloves. And he was ready to take down crime. This is a Minnesota winter night, by the way. So not a lot of people on the street hanging out. And uh, so he's hanging out, and two hours go by, and he gets bored. And he decides, well, being a superhero sucks. So, you know what? I'm turning to a life of crime. <laughs> so he, he was ready to clock the next guy who came around the corner and mug him. <laughs> and started a life of crime. And then, as I said, it was winter, cold, Minnesota. Nobody came by. Two more hours. You've been zapped. Right, you've been zapped. He uh, he decided, oh, I'm bored, I'm going to go home and eat a pizza. And that was the end of the career of the zapper. The rise and fall of retirement of the zapper. The zapper. In the affluent areas of Edina, Minnesota, there is not a lot of crime. Little did they know that the zapper <laughs> lurked. The zapper lurked for one night in the early 90s. Wow. For me, I like to pull out like old costumes mm-hmm. that like I said might not have been able to hit the con floor ever before. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my older Halloween costumes. A couple years ago, I busted out my Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, 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 right. And uh, Vicky did a uh, kind of a vampire of sorts. Spur of the moment vampire. Nice. Yeah, yeah. It, once again, it's one of those kind of things that kind of takes me back to my Halloween days of like, 
like you said, maybe kind of slapping one together a little bit and, you know, not not so much invested into it and not so much belly aching over every little aspect of it. Oh, I got this deadline. It's just like, what? They're all out of those masks? Uh, screw it, I'll go over to Michael's and get something with construction paper. <laughs> <laughs> I remember a year, I was like, I was about 12 years old, younger. I was younger, I was like probably closer to 10. And the day went on, and then my friend was like, okay, I'm going to go home and get ready for Halloween. And I didn't know that it was Halloween. Now, Halloween wow. <laughs> was my favorite, it still is, it's my absolute favorite holiday. And I remember being so angry, and never I've never felt like my parents had failed me more than that day. <laughs> <laughs> I should know that it's Halloween, Dagnabbit. Mm-hmm. Wow. But, like, uh, what's some of your favorite younger Halloween experiences, or more memorable, maybe not favorite, well, <laughs> moments? I think this may be why, you know, kind of why you don't take Halloween quite so seriously once you get into the, the costuming or the cosplay. Because, like, you used to just go crazy for Halloween, but nobody else after, ever went as crazy as you did. You know, it's like in, in eighth grade, one of the few times I've ever gone to a school function, I went to the school Halloween party. I dyed my entire body blue. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I went to the one and only theatrical supply store in Lubbock, Texas, and got blue body makeup and dyed my skin blue head to toe, did my hair silver... Made this freaky costume, decided I was a punk rock Martian. Went, <laughs> went to the school uh, party, promptly got called a Smurfette prostitute by one of my <laughs> classmates. <laughs> and lost the costume contest to a girl in a black leotard with drawn on cat whiskers and cat ears. That's terrible. Isn't it though? That, that is terrible. That is it's the story so unjust. Of all of Halloween events I've been to, I'll tell you. That. Yeah, and I, I like... think that's why we sort of redirect our energies, and Halloween becomes the slummit because nobody at Halloween cares as much as we do. Yeah, I mean, and like, still I... we probably come up with something that's more higher quality. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I've had so many times I've been at Halloween costume at parties where people have been like, "Oh my god, your costume was great! You should enter in like some of those Halloween costume contests." I'm like, "No." Because I will lose to some chick in a nurse's outfit with your boobs. <laughs> like, yeah. There's absolutely zero point in me doing that. Like, right. Or the comedy costume. Screen yeah. accuracy or big boobs. Big boobs went on every time. Pretty and much. And at cons, you get them both together. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that kind of uh, attitude tends to be kind of like a... You see a lot of it at Halloween where people just kind of like... You are the one person who tends to be like overly costumed at the party, mm-hmm. and I, I kind of, I, we've kind of touched on this a lot so far. But like, up until I kind of discovered cons, like Halloween was that holiday. Like I was pouring all of my energy and getting ready like all year, being excited for Halloween, and then I spent a lot of time on a costume. And they get to a party where like everybody's like, "Oh, hey, I'm wearing one of those T-shirts like with the tuxedo on it," um, you right. know. And I was like, "Oh my god, I really like. I wish that I could kind of." put this much effort in and kind of get like more reward on my investment and then kind of discovering cons was like ah oh, this is it this <laughs> I is found my this tribe is, this is what I've been looking for and after that I was like you know what Halloween I don't need you I don't need you <laughs> your, your approved costuming <laughs> I can costume all year I don't need to wait for you I can just find a con and go hang out at the um, party I was at last night, and but for the record, I approve of this costume. I think it was funny, but uh, there was a gal, and she cut out a big, one huge, like, 
five foot by four foot cardboard, and then another one, and then uh, a piece of uh, connector, and it was a binder. <laughs> she was in the she middle. She was a woman she, in a binder. She was a binder of women, yeah. Nice. <laughs> so it's topical. Pretty, pretty flipping easy to put together compared mm -hmm. to any of this stuff. Yeah, right. The cheap creative comedy costume uh, mm -hmm. is actually a, a fun way to go and probably the best way to be exactly economical and your best shot at winning a normal Halloween costume well, contest. I have to say, one of the most original Halloween costumes I ever saw was one of the few nights that we actually went out. To, to try a bar at Halloween mm -hmm. in, in a costume. And uh, it was this guy, and he was just in regular street clothes. But what he had done is he had taken, like, paper and bits of trash and molded them around his body so he looked like he was a guy walking in wind with all this debris. Nice. Wow. Oh, and his tie was blown him. back. And his tie was blown back. It was, <laughs> it was cool. so original That's and awesome. cute. Yeah, that was... From what I could see of it through the feathers. <laughs> Well, actually, that particular Halloween, I would say, was probably, I think, our first real foray into... Make it yourself. Kind of, well, I, I can't say so much just make it yourself, because mine, was, well, mine wasn't really well, no, made. You did, you did the Michael Keaton that year. I, it was the first year I put together a Michael Keaton suit, and that was the first time I probably did a Halloween costume that broke the over $100 mark for me. Oh, I remember that day well. <laughs> you know, it's something you once you kind of break that point, you're like... This is kind of serious. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you wear it more than once. Yeah. <laughs> and I had pieced that thing together. I think this was in 93. So the first two films had already been out. And um, like one place would have the mask and the other place would probably have the breastplate and the other place would have like the cape. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hunted around to get all the different kind of pieces together, try to get the kind of black leotard undersuit put together. And that was the first time I had ever actually had gotten to that even though it was still a Halloween suit, it was a higher-end yeah. Halloween suit. Yep, yep. And that was the first time I really put together a suit where I was just going like, wow, mm -hmm. I'm wearing something like you got in the movies. <laughs> yep. And, but then you just realize like, Keaton had no shtick. <laughs> You'd walk around just going, I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> um, I'm Batman. <laughs> and no matter what, people still went, na 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 yeah, it was, but that was. I wore that costume for Halloween's to come for for quite a few years. That was actually my first Batman suit. I wanted to like that Batman, but uh, Vicky went as a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple, purple people, people leader. Yes, which actually it looked the head looked really, really good because what I wound up doing was I wound up getting a, just a ton of purple feather boas, and I basically just wrapped my head in them like a mummy. <laughs> Put a horn on the top of my head. I took some craft foam, foamies. We all know foamies. Mm -hmm. Cut some giant teeth out and glued spirit gum them to my chin so they stuck <laughs> out of the feathers. And uh, spirit gummed a giant styrofoam ball on my forehead and made that the, the Imagine eyeball. like a giant cookie monster eye because we actually had it to where the, yeah, the, we the, had the a people would kind of spin, you know, nice. and jiggle their head. Nice. So you took the controversial view where the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater was purple and he ate people yes as opposed to simply eating purple people yes well you know i i i decided I figured to go, he would have starved that way <laughs> i got myself one of those nice little fake hands and i decided to go that route and I had some wings and purple leotards and lots of feather more feather boas wrapped wherever i could and uh although i i did debate going that route the monster route because part of me wanted to just dress in a nice purple suit 
you know, wear an eye patch, carry a little horn, and have an airplane ticket and a sandwich. But <laughs> nice. I, I thought that would be a little too subtle. Yeah, don't, don't ever go subtle for Halloween. <laughs> also, don't ever wrap your head in feather boas, because you know what? You really can't see through them. Mm, mm. Yeah. Visibility. Yeah, Blind. Thing. Mm -hmm. Being led by Batman. Mm -hmm. I had a Halloween where I had <laughs> nice. kind of almost the opposite story to you, where I decided that I wanted to be Batman, and I told my mom that I wanted to be Batman for Halloween, and she spent uh, about a good couple of weeks converting a gray tracksuit that I had into like an Adam West Batman costume awesome. with like, the trunks and things like that. Mm -hmm. nice. And I was so stoked about it. But it was round about the time that Batman Returns had just come out. Mm -hmm. And then like I went into my local like Woolworths or John Menzies or whatever, if everybody remembers Scottish department stores. Um, <laughs> We and all saw this, we like, all big, remember of course, of course. <laughs> they had like this big cutout of Keaton as Batman. And I was like, that's Batman. That's who I want to be. And then I got the, the thing and I was like, this is gray. I want, I want the black <laughs> Batman suit. What is this? this is, oh, Mom, you're ruining Halloween for me. God, I want to be Batman. You give me this. Oh, wow. I was such a little brat <laughs> wow. about it. Wow. Have you ever been Batman since? I haven't. Must have scarred me. Wow. <laughs> you know, we can change that. <laughs> Does it make me Batman? Nice. You wouldn't be the first person. <laughs> now, Ooh, I'm jealous man. of you guys having costumes in a bag when you were kids, because we didn't even have anything like that. Really? Like, yeah. Well, we, I didn't have costumes you in a bag. I didn't have a pumpkin Scott. until I was, like, maybe 14, 15. Mm -hmm. hmm. We used to carve turnips. What? what? Yeah. Like Baldrick? What do you mean? Yeah. No, <laughs> yes. Yes, like Baldrick. It was a Tumshi lantern. You would have to carve out your turnip and then like cut we face in it. And it's not like I remember opening my first pumpkin and being like, holy crap, the thing's already hollowed out. I <laughs> <laughs> wonder people have been using these things. Oh wow. But yeah, uh, no, it's just like, you know, get these like you try and find like a decent sized turnip and like carve out the <laughs> That thing's hard as rock, it's miserable. And like your parents wouldn't trust you with a knife, so you'd have to use like a spoon. Wow. Oh, oh wow! And then you'd have to eat mashed turnip for the rest of the week. <laughs> oh my god! And now you moved here. Now, now that's this is why I live in the states. <laughs> there you go. Wow. See now we know why the Scots. Do you ever watch? I just feel like carving a turnip <laughs> just to show people how it's Do done. You turnip carving. This is you guys. You guys don't know having a lantern until you've earned it by carving a turnip. <laughs> Okay, keep your eyes open for the YouTube video by you and how to carve a turnip. Oh, gosh. Oh, what? With great difficulty, we had time lapse of me swearing and bending spoons in the middle. Carving this turnip. Well, that's not much different from uh, costuming so No, exactly. Oh, boy, if you told me that I'd be spending, if you told me I'd be spending the evening with a Scottish guy talking about how he carved turnips as a kid during Halloween, I wouldn't believe you. I think it's probably gotten a lot easier since Scotland discovered electricity. Though. Yeah, absolutely. I gotta say, it really improves things. Not having to do it by candlelight. Oh. Would you put a little candle in? The oh yeah, you get oh, okay. the same thing. Yeah, you would like carve out your turtle. Like, you would then carve a little face in it, and then you drop your wee uh, wee <laughs> candle in how, there, and you would carry it around on a bit of wire. In Scotland, it makes you. <laughs> I mean, like probably about the size of a small pumpkin to medium. Like if you got a really good one, you have, have to like send your mom to the store and like have her go over like all the pumpkins to find like one that was a decent size. Oh, were there man. ever turnip fights over the good turnips? Uh I I bet there were. You know? Yeah, I mean wow. like you would I mean and and then Did I, you not have pumpkins? 
I, that's the thing. I don't remember ever seeing pumpkins. We okay. would see them right. on TV and okay. be like, wow, okay, cool. They were like, <laughs> you know, they were like this mythical like vegetable. Yeah, yeah. But I don't remember seeing them in supermarkets until I was like maybe like 12, 13, 14. Wow. wow. Like, I was definitely in high school by the time <laughs> wow. I was like, oh, you can get pumpkins? Jeez. It's great. I mean, it is part and parcel of the American experience is carving a pumpkin when you were a kid and then having your pumpkin seeds afterwards as a snack. I wow. always remember that. But we have that, that great seasonal movie, It's the Big Turnip Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> wow. Of course. Should have asked. <laughs> Uh, well, I'm just kind of curious cool. though. It's like uh, Bob's usually asking the questions on the regular cosplays, like, "Hey, what was your first significant, you know, cosplay I, I costuming?" Have, I have been planning to get to this, but I'm happy for Scott to take the lead. Yes, oh, first sorry. first Halloween costume. Well, I think uh, I think I talked about it a little bit in my podcast when we put together Ghostbusters costumes. That was that was great. It was we had three of us and we were Ghostbusters. And we went to my uncle's Halloween party. It was awesome. How old were you? I think I think eleven or I, I think. 11, 11. Wow. You couldn't get cooler than me in a Ghostbuster that Halloween, I'll tell you. It was pretty oh, rad. Of course, I wasn't, but I was very jealous <laughs> of the ones that were. Uh, I have two. One, the exact same, was a Ghostbuster. Had nice. a Ghostbusters tracksuit, a Ghostbusters backpack, and into the backpack, I kind of threaded the hose attachment for the, the Hoover, and I like zipped <laughs> it tight, and then that was me. That was my Ghostbusters costume. Nice. <laughs> and nice. I think I wore that pretty much like the rest of the year as nice. well like i was yeah. so excited about it mm -hmm. and then i think like either the next year or a couple years later um i was luigi and one of my friends was mario and i had these like pajamas that like they were kind of like blocked off like the top block was navy blue and the bottom block was um green and so i just had a pair of suspenders that kind of clipped in the middle so it looked like i was wearing dungarees uh -huh. had a plunger from the uh <laughs> from the dollar store um, and then, yeah, just kind of ran around all Halloween, being very excited about that. <clears throat> wow. Well, my first non-buy-in-a-box costume with a crappy plastic mask was actually, uh, I think, second or third grade. And I was going to be an inchworm and got a one of those plastic bowler hats, some green pipe cleaners taped to the top to make, you know, little antenna, um, green leotard and a bunch of green tissue paper with tape to kind of make these little balls on my body. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, don't go there. Uh -huh. uh, went to the school carnival, Halloween carnival, and uh, actually won the costume contest. Nice. For nice. my Martian costume. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. I'll, right. I'll take it. I won a model ship, which I never made. Uh, but I, I did lord it over the schoolmates I won over, uh, who were very jealous and wanted the model. Uh, well, it, you know, my um, my first costume, unsurprisingly, as a little kid, I must have been three or four, was Superman. Uh, Superman was my go-to, pretty much. At three, at three, he was your go-to. <laughs> <laughs> I completely see this, yes. Well... Uh, you know, what can I say? Uh, I like Superman. Uh, I, I would say... If he said Napoleon Solo, I'd think there was something wrong with the boy. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't discovered the Bob Squad yet. But no, um, basically, uh, yeah, I, I actually had... Uh, you know, this is weird. Even as a kid, I have better memories of costumes that I played with or put together or my parents helped me with that were not for Halloween. They were just, I'm going to put together this costume because this guy's cool. Like, I had a Don Johnson Miami Vice thing. <laughs> Suit. And did kids dress up as like Don 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 Johnson? I remember well, my cousin did. Well, I did my, for for Halloween. It, it was kind of a fashion thing for a little bit. 
It was. So, like, he was like eight years like old. Chips. He was like eight years old, and he had a machine gun, and he was running around with no yep. socks. And oh yeah, what's what's the equivalent? No, like if, if that's a good question. I don't, I don't do know. Like we're not so the guy from Breaking Bad. I'm the guy from Eisenberg. Eisenberg. No, a friend of mine. His son is is gonna be Eisenberg. That's what. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah, but like Don Johnson, Miami Vice, and and uh, Perseus, Clash of the Titans. I love that costume. It was a sheet with a belt, but I love that costume, and uh, and so on. But yeah, Superman was my go-to, and Batman was a second go-to, and I did Spider-Man one year, and Dracula and a pirate, and some other ones. But I remember the Dracula and pirate were actually really good costumes. They were like nice with a real cape and putting on the makeup and doing the fangs. And I remember really enjoying that, but. It still, to me, was never quite as cool as Superman, even though half of those were just, you know, the crappy you bite in a box and they're a plastic jumpsuit. And actually, the funniest thing about when I did Spider-Man is it was a really cold <clears throat> Halloween. And so I wore a, the visions of a Christmas story. I was wearing a snowmobile suit <laughs> under the Spider-Man plastic nice. suit. So I looked like a f- inflated Spider-Man <laughs> with a hood. <laughs> so I had really big oh, muscles in right. the Spider-Man suit. <laughs> But no, you know, the thing about my Superman is uh, I, I was, uh, even at that age, I was always uh, tweaking and upgrading it. So, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I, had the, I had the one in the box, and I had the little mask, and then I said, screw this, I want something with cloth. So what did I have? Yeah, at, at three, <laughs> you looked in your box, you saw the Superman costume, and you said... Damn it, Bob! Are you even trying? <laughs> but it's okay because he did a run of them for all the other characters, <laughs> just to cover costs. <laughs> can we get Can we get five more kids to get in that belt run? <laughs> Bubba, go oh, for it. rectangular buckles. Okay. I need a round buckle. Listen, <laughs> Brian. Milk money? <laughs> Brian, you put in your order a week ago. I still don't have your money. <laughs> well, as long as they didn't play Funky Town, I was fine. Right? Oh, wow. Um, I'll have to tell that story a whole nother day. <laughs> well, so I'm sorry, Bob. You were always tweaking at the, uh, even oh, at a young age. God. You were always tweaking your costumes. Thank you for derailing my thought. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, no, look, I was happy enough to have the, the plastic thing, thinking, ooh, it's official, it's Superman, mm-hmm. but you know, like, like it's not been often mentioned, uh, I hated the fact that most of those costumes had the name of the character written right. on it, and I hated that. Like, right. I could live with the fact it was plastic at that age, but I hated the fact, I'm like, Superman doesn't have his name written on this, so that bugged me. So, what happened was, uh, what, what did we all have at this age? Underoos. Right. Underoos were <clears throat> my savior for both my Superman Just showing my age? Underoos hadn't been invented when I was that age. <laughs> oh. uh, like pumpkins. I would have loved underoos. They had made it to Scotland. Well, let me so. tell you, you were missing out. Uh, both the underoos yeah, and the underoos pumpkin Yeah, underoos were thing. great. Underoos were awesome. So for those who don't know what underoos are, uh, they were uh, childhood pajamas that were like superheroes. And you could it was usually a t-shirt with uh, a literal pair of uh, underwear. And it was in the colors and shapes of the superheroes. You don't understand what a big deal this was for Superman because it meant I had red underwear with a yellow band for the belt. Score. I was still wearing that damn pair of underwear up until I was like 12. I mean, it was crazy. (laughs) I mean, not every day, obviously, but for my costume. I mean, until I literally couldn't fit into it anymore. And um, so I had that. uh, When did you stop stuffing it? (laughs) Oh, wow, wow. He went there. Um, 
So, uh, my grandmother had given me a cloth Superman cape. I think it came from something. I don't think she made it, but it was, it was a really nice cloth red cape. Big deal, because all the other capes you could get were plastic. Awful, awful stuff. So I had a cloth cape, I had my underoos, and I had like some leggings, and this was the brilliant part. They came out with long underwear underoos at a certain point. Yep. So now I had long blue leggings <laughs> and a long shirt with underwear, da-da-da. I had some uh, gloss red rain boots. And I could be Superman. And, and not only did I enjoy this for Halloween, I'd be Superman all the time. I mean, I would just I'd drop the hat. I'd happily run around and be Superman. And then... That's uh, when we were allowed to. That's when we were allowed to. And then I had the bright idea. Um, and th this is my favorite thing about being Superman. It wasn't just, oh, I'm going to run around and throw some stuff, pretend I'm strong and whatever, and tend to fly down the stairs or something. I mean, yeah, we all did that. But here's what I did that I loved, which was I took my church clothes... And that was my Clark Kent. Nice. <laughs> and I'd wear it over it, and I'd be like, yeah, and I love changing into Superman. I love doing the dun-dun-dun, the phone booth, and all that. But I got to tell you that that's where I learned where in the hell does Superman put his cape. Because I swear to God, you put that thing on, it looks like you took a dump in your pants. And you're walking around. And I'm trying to never show my backside to people. because I don't That was the thing. When, when we would do those things as kids, when we would try to have those costumes, yeah. and we would and, and put them into practicality. Yep. How did they do this? A lot yes. like Wally went over that a bit. Yes, on his, and he actually talked about the costumes with the name on it too. He yes. talked yeah. about that, and it reminds me on that Greatest American Hero deluxe thing yes. that they sent out, where it had the everything and they had a cape. Yep, and I was like, holy crap, a super a Greatest American Hero cape, and you pulled it up. And it says the, the greatest, greatest American, American hero. hero. What is this? Yeah, I can't wear this now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wow. and, and it had the emblem, and the cape didn't have the emblem either. Correct. But, yes. Yeah. One of my favorite Halloween memories uh, was when I was seven in Florida, and uh, we had the. Um, they weren't costumes in a bag at the time. They came out of a box. They were usually made by the Ben Cooper Company. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, these were the people who were notorious for usually mm -hmm. putting a picture of the character on the suit along with the name. <laughs> Or if it was a character who didn't typically wear a mask, the mask that you would wear would have an extra like like Lone Ranger style mask across it. Mm -hmm. uh, case an example was uh, this costume that I had uh, that my mom had gotten me. She didn't check with me. She didn't you know take me over and go, Scott, let's go look for some costumes. Uh, she brought home my costume. Said, well, you'll probably like this. It's a superhero. I look at the box in the corner of the box. There's a picture of Spider Man. And there's Frankenstein and so on. So what is it? It's Mr. Fantastic from the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Every kid's favorites. <laughs> but he's got a blue mask on his face. <laughs> I think it was like a recycled Green Lantern mask is what they did. They just oh, paint it blue. He's got a big four on the chest. And on his belt buckle, it says, Mr. Fantastic. Sure. <laughs> the Fantastic Four. I already got a four. And, uh, but the, but the, uh, uh, <clears throat> The belt and like around the four was all done up in silver, mm. and this stuff was they weren't really plastic at that time. It was just ultra highly flammable material that we had in the seventies. <laughs> but that was the first Halloween superhero costume I had ever gotten. All the years before, like I said, I was usually I had three older brothers, so there was usually hand me downs of like you know Frankenstein, Casper, or clown, or something like that. Uh, so this was the first time I ever got to do a, a superhero, and. Anyway, at my elementary school I was going to, Blackburn Elementary in Ellington, uh, Florida, uh, we got to wear our costumes if you wanted to. 
I wore my costume under my clothes. Yes. <laughs> I had my mask, I think, tucked into like a lunch bag. Mm -hmm. And the kids were all going to go run out to the playground in their costumes and so forth. And I told the teacher, no, I'll just stay here. I'll just be here. And back then, in the 70s and stuff, you know, <laughs> they let me. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the kids went out. Once they were all out. I got on my clothes, I put on my mask, I go out there and I'm like, oh, hey, it's Mr. Fantastic Four guy, yay, they don't know who I am, they really didn't know, and I ran back into the room and changed back in, and I'm like, oh, hey, guys, I don't That's awesome. Then, I go walking home, and I used to walk home, we walked behind a, uh, a graveyard, as a matter of fact, on this trail towards mm -hmm. home, and uh, I tore out ahead of all the other kids that I would walk home with. I just <laughs> hightail it, get behind a tree, change back into <laughs> Mr. Fantastic. And I come out and the kids like, whoa, hey, Mr. Fantastic. And I really, you know, that was that was like playing the part. That was just that was so much fun to, you know, do that whole changeover type thing. And uh that was like the only Halloween I got to do a superhero for mm -hmm. years. Um not to you know there's another twist at all this is that uh my mom became very, very religious and so forth, and we didn't celebrate Halloween oh, in no. our house oh. up until I left and went to college. Uh -huh. uh, I did get to go to costume functions afterwards at the church as different biblical characters. Oh, oh no! <laughs> the following year, I went as David. What was your uh, David costume? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I tried to make him look more like Tarzan. I was like, no, let's give me a leopard print, you know, or something. Nice. Um, there was but, one family in our neighborhood. They were, they were Mormon, and we knew it. We were, I mean, every Halloween, their their lights were just off. Their house yeah. was completely black. Yeah. Uh, my mom did make it uh, when, uh, I think at school, one year, like, where you know, a costume, and says, Mom, I can't wear a costume, I'm going to wear a costume. She brought home, because like I said, I don't get to go pick them out. She brought me an Archie's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but you never, like, dressed as, like, demons or anything like that. You were all dressed no, as, you're always well, dressed as a superhero. Once again, it got into one of those, well, it got into one of those little areas, I mean, this is getting, well, it's not too personal, because I talk about it pretty openly, but there was a, uh, a period in my life where I couldn't even have comic books mm. in the house. You know, I always say the proverbial my mom told me one day, well, you know, you can never grow up to be Batman. Show <laughs> <laughs> uh, <Sure>, you, Mom. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah, I couldn't have comic books uh, because no. they weren't, because superheroes were not, they didn't celebrate God. They were not made by God. And it was in one of those kind of religious sects in the South where it was kind of like, well, it wasn't of God, then it must be of the other thing. Uh, right. It wasn't, you know, despite whether they were doing it for good or not. But, I mean, that was that particular. Um, line of thinking at that particular time so yeah i didn't i had this pretty big gap and it wasn't from lack of love you know for these characters now later especially when she would see you like as batman mm -hmm. with with kids and all that stuff right she would i'm sure at some point she was like That's as a matter Scott. as as a matter of fact uh there is an interesting ending to the story now just as a as a footnote my mom died about two years ago before then because she lived in Florida, I live out in California, and uh, one year we went to uh, visit my folks for their 50th wedding anniversary. They were renewing their vows and all that sort of stuff, and Vicky and I went out, and um, there's some nieces and nephews out there uh, who, one of my nieces insisted that she had Uncle Batman. <laughs> you know, my, my uncle's Batman. My uncle's Batman. And the kids at school didn't believe her. Mm -hmm. And so my sister said, Scott, when you come out for the folks' uh, wedding anniversary, can you, can you bring the costume? 
And uh, sure enough, I show up and I put on the whole bat suit. And apparently my sister and the niece invited all the kids in the neighborhood <laughs> to meet Uncle Batman. And Vicky was Batgirl at the time. And we did autographs. Nice. <laughs> we were actually, so they're taking pictures with kids and, you know, and... Yeah, and she would introduce us not as Batman or Batgirl, be Aunt Uncle, Aunt <laughs> and Uncle. Uh, so anyway, before I had left, uh, the nieces and nephews came back over to my folks' house uh, the day I think we were about to go back to the airport. Yeah. And uh, anyway, they're all sitting there. We're all just kind of talking in the room, and I'm like looking back at the back room, like you know, if I go into that room where I'm staying in, there's a door that goes out to the backyard. I did the Mr. Fantastic thing. I snuck out of the conversation everybody was having. I switched into Batman. <laughs> and I came out from the backyard. <laughs> it's Batman. And um, the kids went nuts. And uh, Vicky still had her Batgirl suit in the other room. She, she hadn't changed. And we started putting the Batgirl mask on some of my nieces. And mm. I would pose with them. And they put the gloves on. Put the, put the mask on. And I turned around. And my mom had put the Batgirl <laughs> mask on and the gloves. <laughs> But you got to understand, my mom had never, in all my life, my mom had never dressed up in a costume, ever, mm -hmm. for Halloween or fancy dress or anything. And um, anyway, the bittersweet thing is, is that the last photo of my mom and I together is her dressed up as Batgirl, or with the Batgirl mask and me as Batman. That's, That's the last great. actual photo I have with me and my mom. Love it. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Wow. So, I, yeah, we kind of came around full circle. That's on Facebook, yeah? I'm going to have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You know, I, I always wondered if they wrote the names of the characters on those old costumes just to help the adults when you went trick-or-treating so they could call absolutely. you. That was, that was absolutely the theory that I heard for years, uh, that when you got up to the door, you know, like you said, you, you do you want to be, you know, the, the rogue scholar? Right. <laughs> or do you want to be, you know, Indiana Jones' retarded brother? Right. No, it's written Superman across the front. It's, 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 it says Batman across the front. Right. Uh, that kind of thing. So the adults get it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, or maybe so they literally, when their kid says, I want a Batman costume, and they don't know what it is. They see <laughs> well, it. No, no, because all you would ever see in the box would be that, that mask that usually looked like of a constipated hero. <laughs> they always like, <laughs> and that expression on their face, you know. But, uh, yeah, no, but I, I used to love going into the, uh, like the Kmarts and the Woolworths yeah. back then with, mm -hmm. where the costumes would be hanging up there with all these different characters. And, and I love doing that. Mm -hmm. And I even still thumb through the, the costumes that they have at the uh, department stores occasionally and just go, well, what kind of crap did they put out this year? <laughs> But yeah, it's it, no good these days. It, it's just interesting. It's funny. Your standards that, have changed. I, you know, look, I even sit there and I look at some of the Batman suits or the Spider-Man suits they got in there just going like, what, what, what have they got? What have they got? But they all got the muscle padding yeah, in them now. And I'm like, I'm going like, if you didn't do the muscle padding, I might just be tempted yeah. to have my slumming at Superman. Yeah. <laughs> they're expensive as well, though. Well, really? How much? For what they are, they're about yeah. $50 Oh, uh, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's you know, that's I mean, standard. I mean, it's not maybe what we would spend for a convention outfit, but... <laughs> you know, it's like you go to Target and I, and, I, and I see those adult Ghostbusters costumes. Right. Where it's the... They have the inflatable proton pack, and I just look at it and I'm like, "How dare you? <laughs> How dare you taint my memories?" That's where my that's where where my elitism comes in. <laughs> Don't mess with the Ghostbusters costumes. That uh, I'll take I'll take your uh, past and present and go one step to the future. I desperately want to have enough money one Halloween, like Kevin Culpa. I want to have a Ghostbusters proton pack. 
I want to be a Ghostbuster one year. I just hope, you know, I'm 38. When's it going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the answer to this. I need to get, I need to. I wasn't Adam West until I was 40. Okay. All right. <laughs> There's hope. There's, There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. I, got, I need to get that sitcom so I can be a Ghostbuster then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's what you'll say in the interviews. Yeah, yeah, that sitcom flopped, but it paid for my proton. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing. Uh, yes. Oh my god. Coming soon to CBS. I ain't afraid of no ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we lose the signal for this episode. Come on back for the second half of our Halloween roundtable discussion with Ewan, Kevin, Scott, Vicky, and myself where we get more into past Halloween tales of woe and victory and uh, of course we delve into trick-or-treating and the all-importance of getting your favorite candy or taco mix. You'll have to be there. Anyway, if you have any questions or ideas, notions, send them over to me at www.costumestationzero.com and I'll be happy to answer. Anyway, this is Bob Mitch signing off for Costume Station Zero. (laughs) 